Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. So I think we've sort of made the point in the past few weeks and months that we do live in one of the um, most privileged and you know, best areas of the UK and a lot going on. And sometimes we don't always appreciate the great assets that we have you know, in the town, the county and the region that we live in. Um, recently, we've heard from a lot of our sort of so-called um, civic leaders, I guess, is the widest uh, term to use. People that are involved in shaping our communities, in looking forwards, cre- you know, creating the jobs, creating the the community in which we live and work. And um, following on from Bev Hindle, who was here the other day as the executive director of the Oxford Cambridge Arc, I'm delighted to welcome Alistair Lomax, who is basically leading the Arc Universities Group, um, the, the universities in the region between Cambridge and Oxford. We've all heard of Cambridge and Oxford, but I think, well, Alistair will tell us. Welcome, Alistair, to the show. Um, you're you know, running this ARC universities. Let's start with how many universities are you collaborating with? Well, thanks, Adrian. Um, Yeah, there are nine universities um, in the coalition um, of the ARC universities group, um, which is kind of self-organized. And universities are, you know, they're they're the major employers. They're they're spread out across the ARC like a a necklace. So so they have a massive impact on their communities. And just to give you an idea of the scale, um, these universities together, their turnover is five billion pounds a year. Um, They're doing two billion pounds of research and the impact on the economy is said to to, to equal some 13 billion pounds per year. Um, So they are really significant institutions and they're playing a major role in the arc. And you, you might say that the Oxford to Cambridge arc, which takes its name from two of our greatest universities and the greatest universities in the world, is, has all been about intellect and the, the intellectual infrastructure that there is. Mm. So just remind us of the concept of the arc itself. Well, the, the arc is, um, came out of the work that was done, um, published in 2017, um, by the National Infrastructure Commission, um, looking at this part of the country, which is about 120 miles long, and it's shaped like an arc um, and runs from Oxford to Cambridge. Um, so um, you've got Milton Keynes right in the middle, and uh, uh, along the way there are nine universities, um, uh, two in Oxford and Cambridge respectively. So you've got Oxford Brooks and the University of Oxford, and then at the other end, Anglia Ruskin University and the University of Cambridge. They're very different institutions. There's a, there's a group in the middle um, with, with the Open University, which by the way reaches, has a presence in all four UK nations and a campus presence in 17 other countries. Um, so enormous reach, not just through the global significance of Oxford and Cambridge, but actually through the through the very footprint and then 
huge institutions like Northampton with its beautiful new campus um, and University of Bedfordshire um, in Luton in the middle, which has been so um, affected by COVID and, and is, is close to Luton Airport. So there are these major coalitions and, and co-locations with industry and skills. Um, and that's what the ARC Universities Group is all about, is, is responding to this vision of the ARC. And your role, Alistair, is? Well, I'm, I'm director of the ARC Universities Group. Um, so, uh, and, and we're, we're, very, we're a small um, team, um, but working with each of the universities and with, with activity going on in, in all of them. Um, so we are looked after or our strategy is, is directed by the vice chancellors of all the universities um, with the pro vice chancellors um, of Oxford and Cambridge. Um, and we have um, an operating board who are pretty senior people from within their universities who all meet and look after the day to day. And how, you know, what was your trajectory to get to this point then? Just tell us a little bit about uh, your career up to today. Sure. Well, I'm a serial opportunist. Um, I, I was working at the time in the University of Buckingham, right in the middle, with when um, Anthony Selden was vice chancellor. And, and actually, it was, um, it, it, there, there was a, a letter that arrived from Simon Ridley, who was running the um, MHCLG and looking at the ARC, and they were wondering how to engage with the universities. Um, Anthony, we had some discussions and then convened a meeting with all the vice chancellors, and um, and it grew from there. Um, the at the time, so the meeting, that was two thousand and eighteen. Um, so so in Buckingham, that was there was not really a lot of industry around, um, but it was right in the middle. So. Um, we worked up the idea. Um, the vice chancellor said, "Look, we should do something. So let's all sign um, a communique. Um, we put together a prospectus, just showing what we were doing, and we started measuring the impact. Not universities are very good at promoting their own impact. It was just when you when you started adding all those things up that we realised that there was really, really something quite significant here that could then harness itself to." the regional um, agenda for growth and the direction that that's going and has been very interesting. Well, I'm just looking at the list of unis. So the ones you did not mention are Cranfield and uh, Buck's new university. Is the University of Buckingham in this grouping at the moment? Well, the University of Buckingham is certainly in the geography, but it's not in the grouping, but it's one of the, the originals. I mean, it's the it, it, it's a, a small independent university and right in the middle you've got Cranfield is a postgraduate only with a lot of work in aviation. It has a global research airport, which is a fully fledged air, um, airfield, operational airfield. Um, Bucks New is um, also one of, one of the two universities in, in Buckinghamshire and doing a lot in aviation actually, as well as, um, as, well as Cranfield. So you've got, you know, some worldwide um, renowned universities. I mean, quite a mix in the profile there. Um, how easy is it a job for you to sort of harness and get them all in a room at the same time to start with and then get them all to, you know, to agree? I mean, it sounds very positive, a lot of positive energy from the way you're talking about it. But, you know, your management challenges, where does it lie in terms of organizing 
all these stakeholders? Well, I, before COVID, I was driving 2,000 miles a month and I drinking a lot of coffee with people. Um, and, and I didn't feel as if, I, as if I was making much progress. I think the networking that has been facilitated by using Teams or Zoom or, or other, other mechanisms and always being ready to go into a meeting has been utterly brilliant for, for this regional collaboration. So I think there's a lot of discussion you have to remember um, that, that universities are, by their very nature, highly collaborative. So uh, an expert in one field will easily network and move in and out of projects with academics from other institutions and other fields. So there's already that dynamic and it's a question of, of observing that and, and, and really, I suppose, surfing something that was already happening um, and the surf was up. So the project is to harness the talents and the skills of these um, and assets of these universities. I mean, you know, in terms of a five-year vision, what are you hoping to deliver or achieve? And is it a question of securing government money to help with our regional development, or are there specific projects that you, you know, you're already working on? Yeah, well, that's. Um, I, I think when you had Bev Hendel on and, and Hillary Chipping before. Um, we've worked very, very closely on, on what we've called the economic prospectus, um, which was really um, responding to something that government have requested for a long time, which is to have one joined up ask, one joined up voice. And so the projects that have come out of that, the really big priorities, and these are, there are some, some pretty game changing projects in there. Um, uh, in five years, um, I would, you know, it'd be, it'd be wonderful if, if some of those had, had become, you know, incarnate, had been delivered. So just to give you an example of the things that, that um, came out, and, and they're, they're really relevant to where we're going as a country, actually, and the whole industrial fabric of, of the UK. So looking at the, um, the, the strength that there is in in, and we've seen so much of it in Oxford and Cambridge, but also other universities and other institutions and a manufacturing base. And we've got AstraZeneca um, who've, who've relocated to Cambridge. So people co-locating with the R&D. But um, there is a project, a, a life sciences network to connect those extraordinary capabilities between Oxford and Cambridge and look at diagnostics and AI and manufacturing and I think the R&D part is pretty good, but to, to do something that, that delivers a really kind of global leading, the, the capability that, that uh, really puts us on the map as a leader. Um, so that's, that's one of the um, priorities. And to do this, you know, we're looking at, at creating 500 new businesses. And of course, the universities aren't going to do that themselves. There will be some spin outs, um, but this, this will require a lot of energy and investment by others and not only government i think government has a has a big role but i'll come on to that in a minute um and then sustainable aviation so carbon zero aviation and we're the third um strongest uh country in the world for aviation um products and we've been you know for 60 years rolls royce have been doing extraordinary work and we've got airbus and um, and, and so many things going. And, but the area 
the the whole aviation industry has been challenged so challenged by covid and will evolve through brexit so we're looking at how do we um reinvent an industry and a capability that that actually makes this carbon zero pledge that the government have set up by 2050 a reality and it's happening now so you've got aircraft and prototypes running on hydrogen running on electricity different forms of, of manufacturing different materials and the impact that that will have on the entire industry now this is a new industry but there are people within the arc we've got luton airport we've got um cranfield itself um with its amazing facilities and the whittle lab in cambridge doing propulsion um we have thermofluids in oxford um, there's work going on in anglia ruskin university looking at logistics and modeling and there's work actually doing the skills and the training which will be completely different um, in the future at buckinghamshire new university um, we're working with the local enterprise partnership um, again hillary on from your show before um, is involved in that and mm -hmm. so there's a completely different mode coming up now at the moment the the uk industry in aviation is worth about 35 billion um, and we're third only behind China and the United States. So if we can stay in that position, but, but imagine, reimagine a whole industry and then do the R&D here and flow that straight into the supply chain and manufacturing, which is suffering so heavily um, in places like Derbyshire and Wales and, and around Bristol. So that's very exciting. And then the final one we're leading on, and there are other projects. These, so, so we've got three um, under our belt, if you like, um, is, is looking at space and low level satellites and all the things that we take for granted because they're invisible, um, satellite positioning, weather forecasting, tracking of climate um, change. Um, the, but but delivering a, a, a real capability in, in space and and evolving a whole new industry um, around that. So so the three very very exciting projects um, oh. and others to follow, with a lot of cross fertilization between them. Right. So the space, I think, the space industry, NASA, to to keep their uh, astronauts going, we got a lot of stuff out of it. Thing that that reached the consumer, like microwaves, indeed, all those years ago. So. You see, I think last time we spoke, you said there's a, the potential for bringing talent, you know, to, to disrupt things and come up with completely new products we don't even can't even imagine at the moment seems to be very strong. That's right. And Adrian, I, th I think we are in in a golden age. We can't see it because we're in the middle of it. Um, but this whole um, the, the level of innovation that there is and that has been um, for a very long time. Um, we're right in the heart of it now and i think in in 10 or 20 years time we will look back at this period and think how much progress has been made in science and technology so and in the you know in the in the, the budget or the the chancellor statement um recently talking about us being a scientific superpower um i think we are already um it's just just we don't know it and we're terribly british and and um and modest about it and you said that you'd comment on government then. So government is helping or hindering? I think governments um, 
government's got it in a, in a very difficult place at the moment with with um and, and it's really um fighting covid on all fronts um but government has been playing a great role in bringing people together and in in challenging them um there's a team in whitehall working on this so um and it's it really is looking across um the the different the different um the, there are five different departments who've been pulled together and we understand that this that the arc project will soon be what's called a major project so it's it's moving up the 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 status is is growing for government mm. um but i think they've been very helpful and um and and government uh, has has um you know the the way that the government is a catalyst for this kind of thing there's nobody else who can do that and bring people together no, indeed. So, you know, compared to the Chinese with a very strong industrial policy top down from central to government down through, we're doing it slightly differently then. So you're creating these connections and government is supporting, hopefully, with um, funding as well, I guess, on these major projects. I mean, I asked Bev, is the uh, um, ambition to be you know, the Silicon Valley of Europe? And, and he almost poo-pooed that idea and said, well, you know, that's too, too narrow a focus, too narrow a focus, no? Well, I... I mean, we we talk about this a lot, um, and and the branding of the Oxford to Cambridge arc. It probably, if you if you stopped somebody and said, you know, who was investing in the Silicon Valley and said, what about investing in the Oxford to Cambridge arc? I think that would just the very name would capture mm. their imagination. It would give them a, them a notion of what that was about, and and part of that is to do with the association with Oxford and Cambridge. So something that is amazing brilliant but actually rooted in tradition and and where where and, and robust and and there and and um and also quite beautiful so um and i think the it, you know if we get this right then people will want to come here from all over the world so and at the moment they it's a little bit haphazard and they might not find the space to to be here or you know it'll be difficult for them so so i think um uh, i think we've got a lot to to play for and a lot of work to do to build that whole narrative and 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 really understand and then share what is here and you think um you know northampton and northamptonshire we're at the sort of northern edge of this arc and are we going to get our fair share of voice and benefit from this well, I mean, you, if you look at you, the, the, rather than thinking about yourselves on the edge, um, I think you should think about yourselves at the epicenter of, um, of, of the, the whole kind of high performance engineering tradition that there is at Silverstone, which is, which is as, as well known globally as Oxford and Cambridge. Mm. Um, so you've, you've got it. And also your own traditions of, um, you know, in, in manufacturing are so strong. And I think reflected in in the in the way that the university's going. No, indeed. And Silverstone is a major asset, a crown jewel here. Then, so how do we find out more about it? And and you know, what what would you suggest to listeners, especially perhaps business people that might be listening, in how they can keep up and follow your progress? Well, um, yeah. Thanks, Adrian. I mean, we've we've got a good website. Um, and if you sign up to our bulletin, we're also doing a lot of work to promote other things that are going on in the ARC. So just signing up to our regular newsletter, it's only once a month and it'll 
really pinpoint the opportunities to get involved, the touch points. We've got a webinar coming up um, on sustainable aviation and that project, which will be on the 6th of January. Um, so really bringing people together across um, the, the, the different projects and the different institutions and, and bringing in the voice of industry. Um, so we'd love it if people came. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So, you know, if you've got an idea and want to get involved, then please do, do get in touch. And the website's uh, contact details are? The website is arcuniversities.co.uk. So that's universities, plural. Um, and, uh, and it's all up there, including the, you'll be able to go along and, and um, look at the webinar we did last week on the environment and what the capability is in the universities. So all the contact details are there. If anyone wants to get in touch with Alistair, I'd look at arcuniversities.co.uk, www.arcuniversities.co.uk. Um, there's, sounds, you know, absolutely wonderful uh, and, uh, and the energy and the articulation of, of it, Alistair. Um, it looks like collaboration, though, is the name of the game, right? The more dots we can join, the more organizations we can bring together, the intellectual firepower, the heritage, et cetera, it seems like that, you know, you're creating a wonderful platform for that as part of the wider arcs, goals and ambitions. Yes, I, I think collaboration is absolutely at the heart of it. You're you're right. And and it's a it's an evolution. And that that means we we need to work out where we're going next. And we're doing that, certainly doing that together. Indeed. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about it. Um, I'd like to have you back sometime, perhaps during next year, just to you know keep us informed once or twice a year. Just tell us the progress you're making. Um, it really is very exciting. You know, if you're if you're not watching the sort of regional development, the macroeconomic issues here, this is uh, great news for the town, the county, and the region. Northampton and Northamptonshire is playing its part. The university is playing its part very much in that. I know that from being inside the university. So Alistair, uh, Alistair Lomax, Director of the ARC Universities, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Keep up the great work and um, keep safe, of course. Thank you. Thank you very much, Adrian. Great pleasure. Cheers. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.